Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're moving chronologically a little bit out of order. You'll notice that our sermon this past weekend came from Joshua 22, and this devotion is going to come from Joshua 18. So we've gone backwards a little bit. It's because we wanted to use the setting of devotions to look at each individual allocation of land, which kind of spans from uh, chapter 13 through much of the book of Joshua. Each of these allocations has a story. And this is the story of the city of Shiloh. Israel kind of used Gilgal as home base. That's where the second generation of Israelite men were all circumcised, where the Passover is reinstituted and things like this. But now Shiloh, upon conquering the land of Canaan, is going to be home base for Old Testament worship. The Ark of the Covenant is you know, it kind of represents the direct presence of God on the earth. And this is where the Tent of Meeting shows up. This is the first time the Tent of Meeting is actually mentioned in the book of Joshua. Check it out. Joshua chapter 18, verse 1. The entire Israelite community assembled at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting there. That's a big deal. We haven't seen that mentioned since Moses was in charge. The land had been subdued before them, but seven tribes among the Israelites were left who had not divided up their inheritance. So Joshua asked the Israelites, how long will you delay going out to take possession of the land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, gave you? Appoint for yourselves three men from each tribe, and I will send them out. They were to go and survey the land, write a description of it for the purpose of their inheritance, and return to me. Then they are to divide it into seven portions. Judah is to remain in its territory in the south, and Joseph's family in their territory in the north. Think Manasseh. When you have written a description of the seven portions of land and brought it to me, I will cast lots for you here in the presence of the Lord our God. But the Levites among you do not get a portion, because their inheritance is the priesthood of the Lord. Gad, Reuben, and half the tribe of Manasseh have taken their inheritance beyond the Jordan to the east, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave them. We've seen in our curriculum and in our sermons how God has done exactly that. As the men prepared to go, Joshua commanded them to write down a description of the land, saying, Go and survey the land, write a description of it, and return to me. I will then cast lots for you here in Shiloh in the presence of the Lord. So the men left, went through the land, and described it by towns, in a document of seven sections. They returned to Joshua at the camp in Shiloh. Joshua cast lots for them at Shiloh in the presence of the Lord, where he distributed the land to the Israelites according to their divisions. Now the, the tent of meeting is going to be mentioned again in chapter 19, I think verse 5. So we know that this allocation of the remaining lands is done in accordance with the will of God. What's really important here is the tent of meeting has been established, and now Shiloh is going to serve as the home base for worship for a long time. It won't be until the era of, you know, the beginning of the book of Samuel, chapters 4 through 9, that the Ark of the Covenant even leaves Shiloh. It's taken by the Philistines. King David will actually bring it back with much celebration. Here's a quick glimpse at that. It's 1 Samuel uh, chapter 4. We could see how the Israelites are experiencing defeat in battle. I won't go verse by verse through all this. I'll just give you kind of a flyover of it. And uh, then they decide to bring the ark out with them into battle. And then the Philistines are initially terrified. Uh, and you can see the Philistines lack an understanding of the one true God. Uh, they, they say a lowercase g God has entered their camp. Woe to us. Nothing like this has happened before. Actually, like the Ark of the Covenant has been a source of Israel's victory many times over, and there's only one true God. Woe to us. Who will rescue us from these, from these magnificent, lowercase g, gods? 
These are the lowercase g gods that slaughtered the Egyptians with all kinds of plagues in the wilderness. But then they rally in verse 9, show some courage and be men, Philistines. Otherwise, you'll serve the Hebrews just as they served you. Now be men and fight. So the Philistines actually get a huge victory and capture the ark. The news is brought back to Eli, who had uh, judged Israel for 20 years. And this is the moment that, that Eli sadly dies. Uh, he'd been, um, or sorry, not 20 years, 40 years. My bad. First uh, Samuel 4, 18. So that's how the Ark of the Covenant is going to end up um, out of Shiloh uh, in that future generation. But this is where this is the text where it is brought to Shiloh and established in the tent of meeting. This is about uh, this is about 20 miles north of Jerusalem, and it's a few miles from Bethel. So the journey shouldn't have been that long. But the Ark of the Covenant ends up taking a detour into Philistine territory. They try to appropriate the Ark. It does not work out well for them or for their statue of their god, Dagon. you got to set up worship. They haven't even finished allocating all the lands, but the tent of meeting is set up. Christian, you have to protect your time with the Lord. You can set up a space in your house, you can find a quiet corner in your office building. You have to protect that time. The enemy will always come gunning for it. But your priorities are illuminated when a certain phone call can take you away from the Lord. For whom would you snub God? Make worship a priority. Keep your family in church. Make it a priority. I know that the, the, the draw of sports, for example, can be a big deal. My son, Ace, is one of the best players on his team. And I'm not just saying that like a proud dad. I'm also just saying that arithmetically by the stats. And, man, we had to speak with his coaches and just and tell him, like, this is during church, and so he's not going to be at this game. And guess what happened? They rescheduled the game. Man, I, it, was a, it was a beautiful moment, you know, because I knew that Ace would be sad to not be there for his team. But Ace knew that the house of God is more important. So think of this in terms of your schedule and your priorities, your finances. Quite literally, the, the Redemption Church is in a two-year building campaign right now. We've got to establish the house of God. So make it a priority in your time to meet with God. You don't need the tent of meeting. Now the Holy Spirit dwells directly in you. So it doesn't matter if this is if this is your outside deck. Hopefully it's covered this time of year. It doesn't matter if this is the middle of your living room or your office or a broom closet. Wherever that place is, you've got to set up that time to meet with God. We at JCM have made it as easy as possible for you. You can watch the videos of these devotions on allies.network. You can listen to them on Spotify and Apple and Amazon and various other platforms. We've made it as easy as we can, but man, there's no substitute for that time that is prioritized to God. So protect it. Protect your daily time in the Word. Protect your family's Sabbath. Protect your family's church attendance. Don't grow weary in that. Grow faithful. Encourage others if they start slipping, they start missing church. Call them. Text them. Send them a messenger pigeon. Encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. You've got to establish the house of God. 
is nothing more important in the world than your walk with Christ. Everything else follows that. Seek Him first. Everything else will be added to you. Establish and protect the house of God in your life.